Good morning and good afternoon and a big book welcome to Book Choice, Publisher's Choice on Fine Music Radio. I'm your host Paige Nick and I'm delighted to bring you this show every month. Publisher's Choice, this show, holds such a special place in my heart because we've partnered with some very special people and as far as I know it's the only show of its kind in South Africa, uh, perhaps even in the world. I'm not sure that there are any other shows who do this. In the show, we welcome three of South Africa's top publishers, Penguin Random House, Jonathan Ball Publishers, and Pan Macmillan Publishers, as well as South Africa's number one bookseller, Exclusive Books. We invite them to come into the studio and tell us about what they're publishing right now and what they're reading and selling and what new authors they've got coming out over the next few weeks. And if we're lucky while they're here, they give us a bit of a down low on the ins and outs of publishing in South Africa, so for me, it's a very special mix of reviews and interviews from the people behind the scenes in publishing who really have their finger on the literary pulse of South Africa and of the greater world. And you don't just have to take my word for the fact that this is a very special and unique kind of show, because we recently entered this show into the South African Radio Awards, and we've been so excited to be nominated for an award in the daytime radio category. And this will be the second year in a row that we've been nominated for this show. So we're really holding thumbs that we can convert this one into a win. But I have to say, even if we don't, we're just so proud to be part of this groundbreaking show and partnerships with publishers. So it's already a winner for us. And hopefully for you, our dear listeners, as well, I hope you enjoy this show and it gives you lots of ideas of what to read next. So enough chat. How about we get on with the show? Because there's a lot to talk about as we come towards the end of the year, which is a big bumper book producing and book selling time for the entire world. So we're going to start out by welcoming Viz Chetty from Penguin Random House South Africa, and he's going to take us through their latest stack of books. After that, the Jonathan Ball publishing team always has a huge pile of books and very interesting authors to talk about. So they'll be here to tell us about their latest books too and their latest releases and events. That will be followed by the team from Pan Macmillan joining us with some delicious reviews from their hot-off-the-press list that are ready to be read and ready to be sold. And at the end of the show, my favorite, we welcome Batya Bricker from Exclusive Books to talk about what's stacked on their shelves right now. And all of this publishing book talk is going to be punctuated by some literally wonderful music, starting with this first wonderful track, It's Wonderful, the George Gershwin classic played by saxophonist Mike Lartz. Thank you. 
Welcome back to Book Choice, Publisher's Choice on Fine Music Radio. We're going to open the show, as I mentioned, with Viz Chetty. Viz is the sales manager at Penguin Random House. So that means Viz manages sales for exclusive books, bargain books, take-a-lot, loot, and all the main book trade outlets, which means Viz is constantly selling their new books into these book trade outlets so that we can go and buy them and read them and love them. But that's not all Viz does. Viz and his team also work on marketing. They work on the various advertising campaigns that go behind every single book, as well as all the book launches and events. Um, And that's not all. Viz is also a product manager. So that means, in fact, all these publishers are product managers too. That means that he's very involved in what it takes to bring a book out, from concept to book design, cover design and release um, so welcome to the show, Viz. I know how busy you are. So let's hear about Penguin's latest fiction, nonfiction, YA, and children's books. What have you got for us? Hi, Paige. Viz Chetty here from Penguin Random House. Thank you for having me on the show once again. I'm back with more recommendations from the team at Penguin Random House with five new ones for the month of October uh, and going into November. Most of these are out already, so you will see them in stores, in all major bookstores or even online stores. Uh, so you can just look out for them. So jumping right into it, I'm going to go to my first one, uh, which is a, an historical fiction novel by Zadie Smith called The Fraud. Now, you would know um, Zadie Smith from her major work, White Teeth, um, amongst various other books that she's done. She's, she's a strong writer, really well-respected, and she's done an historical novel now called The Fraud. So in the 1830s, a man, a butcher, uh, claimed to be the son of a very wealthy lord, and he didn't speak the language of French, which is what the family spoke, and there were various other elements to his story that said he could not have been this person. So um, he claimed to be the heir to the vast fortune, and uh, there were two major trials around this claim that happened around there. The book is set with three different storylines, that of of him, um, Eliza Touche, who was a housekeeper in the 70s, and she is the uh, married by cousin uh, housekeeper to Andrew Brown. Um, And then you've got uh, another storyline by Andrew Bogle, who was a Jamaican slave owner, uh, sorry, a slave, and he was the witness in this trial that I spoke about. So it's three different timelines. They're all connected and interlink. Um, and it's a great big historical novel that, from Zadie Smith, who we haven't had a novel from in a while. So I'm very excited to see what you think about this one. Uh, you will find it around mid-month of October. should be in by next week in stores. Look out for it. It's called The Fraud, Zadie Smith. The next one is a non-fiction novel book. It's by Arnold Schwarzenegger. So he's back and he's done a book called Be Useful. Um, The book came about uh, over many years of touring and uh, motivational speaking. And after each one of these motivational sessions that he would have, people would always come up to him and say, you should put these into a book. It should be written down so that you could spread it out, the message out even further. So after many years, he's decided that he's going to do a book. It's called Be Useful, Seven Tools for Life. Uh, a lot of the advice that he has in this book comes from his growing up and advice from his father. Um, if you look at his accomplishments in his career and in, in, from weightlifting to being a movie star, he's been successful in almost everything that he's done. So it's really interesting, great self-help book by Arnold Schwarzenegger. 
be useful seven tools for life. Right. The next one is a fiction title by local born Penny Hall. The book is called Woman at the Wheel. It's another historical fiction novel. Now, if you have read Penny Hall before, she's done a book called The Invincible Must Cust a while back, um, but a year back, which was a great novel. Um, and in this one, it's about the Bertha Benz, who was the um, wife of Carl Benz, um, who founded the first non-horse-driven uh, vehicle. Um, that went on to become Mercedes-Benz. So Bertha was one of five children. She, she, you know, her father always wanted a boy, and she basically gave up everything, her dowry, her inheritance, to help Carl Benz um, form uh, one of the first vehicles ever made. So she's a pivotal figure in our world history. And I think um, it's a fantastic book. Penny writes really beautifully, and I think you'll enjoy this one as well. The book is called Woman at the Wheel. It's out now, and that's by Penny Hall. Next one is Clear Thinking, nonfiction, by Shane Parrish. He's the founder of Farnham Street, which is a, a great podcast. He's had lots and lots of um, motivational speaking events throughout the years as well. And the book, as it says, is about clear thinking, um, if you like books like Atomic Habits and that kind of that kind of self-help book, this will be one that you would enjoy as well. It's all about clearing the headspace, thinking clearly, and making the best decisions you can possibly make. Right. The next one is a local book by Justin Fox. You would remember Justin Fox from uh, a book he did about a year and a half ago called Cape Raider. Uh, it did really well. It was a historical fiction novel. This one is uh, nonfiction, but it is based on fiction. Uh, what I mean by that is what Justin did was he goes to all the places that great South African authors lived in, did their work in, uh, the lives that they lived. Like he would go to, in one chapter, he goes to the farm that Olive Schreiner lived on and he went and explores the farm and where she would have written. And it's just a, if you're a fan of, of books, and um, I think we all are, if you're listening to the show, it's an amazing book on the lives. It's about the lives of all these great South African writers and what they actually um, lived in. It's it's a great book. It's called Place. That's by Justin Fox. Um, as I said, he was the author of Cape Raider, amongst a few other books. And I'm sure you would love that. If you're a fan of South African writers, this is the one for you. Right. Then the next one um, I have touched on in on the last show. But I'm just going to just remind you again. Um, Greg Mills did a book called Rich State, Poor State, which was a fantastic book. Um, a while ago, he did a book for us called Why Africa is Poor. And the book is out now. And this one is all about failed states and successful states. So how did countries go from, you know, being in a very negative space to being a much more stronger economic, a positive and well-run state? So it's all about how they turned it around or how it went the other way. I think it's a fantastic book to see it in all good bookstores. The book is called Rich State, Poor State. That's by Greg Mills. He's the CEO of the Brentas Foundation. And I think he's done a great one here. So enjoy that one. Right. That's about it. That's all I have for this month. We've got lots more to come towards the end of the year. Um, I've got some bumper books coming up in the next month. So look out for the November and December shows. Um, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you very much for having me, Paige. Thank you so much to Viz and the Penguin Random House team for this ever more fantastic selection of books to choose from. There has to be something for everyone on this list. For more info on any of the titles that Viz just mentioned, and of course there are shelves and shelves of other books, you can visit penguinrandomhouse.co.za. You can also follow them on social media. Just look for Penguin Random House South Africa. You know, summer holidays and our big gifting season are lurking just around the corner. So I urge you to keep a close ear on this show in case anything appeals to you and you'd like to hint loudly around your loved ones that you'd like it to appear with your name on it. 
Or maybe you need to buy a gift for someone special. So listen up. As I mentioned, there's something for everyone on this show. But before we get to our next publisher, how about more wonderful music? This is Wonderful, Wonderful, sung by Johnny Mathis, Johnny Mathis. Sometimes we walk hand in hand by the sea And we breathe in the cool salty air You turn to me with a kiss in your eyes And my heart feels a thrill beyond Welcome back. You're tuned into Book Choice, Publisher's Choice on Fine Music Radio, with me, your host of this award-nominated show, Paige Nick. Today's show is one of our special Book Choice shows because, as I mentioned, it's Publisher's Choice, which means once a month we invite a whole group of publishers and South Africa's favorite bookseller to come into the studio and tell us what books they've got coming out. Our next segment is with Jonathan Ball Publishers. They've been publishing great fiction and also the most excellent non-fiction right here in South Africa since 1976. In fact, they specialize in local non-fiction. Welcome back to the show to the Jonathan Ball publicity team. You guys are always so dynamic. We're looking forward to hearing about what you've got coming up. Thank you so much, Paige, for such a lovely introduction as always. And hello again to the listeners at Fine Music Radio. I am Mariam I'm from the publicity team at Jonathan Ball Publishers. And today we're going to be chatting about something very special. 
Pagecast, the in-house podcast that we produce over at Jonathan Ball Publishers. I am one of the producers that have the lucky opportunity to work on this podcast. And today I'm joined by my co-producer, Nicola Brins. Hi. Hi, Nicola. And thanks for being here today. So this year on Pagecast, it's been a year of riveting conversations with candid moments and deep dives into the world of literature. From gripping thrillers to poetic memoirs, we've explored the stories that make our hearts rest and our minds wonder. In the next 10 minutes, we're going to be reflecting on a few of the highlights from the episodes we have produced over the year. On Monday the 20th of October 2023, amidst a national shutdown in South Africa, which I think we'll all remember, local author Mputumi Tebeni met up with Simon Seabag Montefiore in a quiet nook at the book lounge in Cape Town to discuss Simon's exquisite new book, The World. He has a glimpse into it. All of our peoples are created by, there's no pure peoples, there's no pure families. Yes. And all of our peoples are created by migrations. Migrations are the sort of basis for the wealth of countries and the ingenuity of countries and the creativity of countries. On the other hand, migrations can overwhelm countries yes, too. Yes. You know, that, that may be a problem. In history, the cleverest states have kind of encompassed those migrations and found a way to include them. When we're talking about empires, for example, I mean, in the book I say, you know, the most successful empires are the ones that were the most open. The more tolerant the empire was, the longer it lasted. The less tolerant, the less long it lasted, you know, which is why the Roman Empire made every single person in the Roman Empire a citizen. This was very good statesmanship. The Nazi empire lasted three years because they excluded everybody. I remember this day so clearly, Nicola, and how we were trying to figure out the safest way to get to the book lounge to record. So it's safe to say it's been a journey. This year definitely, with definitely has. But as you can see, we've been privileged to sit down with brilliant authors responsible for some of your most treasured reads. In April, we released an episode of Pagecast on the anniversary of Chris Harney's death. The book featured was The Plot to Save South Africa by Justice Malala. In this meticulously researched book, the reader is taken into the week that Harney was assassinated and the thought processes and consequential actions of key players. Malala spoke with Andrew Harding in this episode of Pagecast, and it really, really was one of my favorites. He took a, a shortcut, went to the house, waited for him. As Chris Honey got out of his car, he followed him into his yard and said, Mr. Honey, when Chris Honey turned around, his 13-year-old daughter was standing at the door. Uh, Janus Valush shot him twice on his chest and shot him twice in the head, and Chris Honey died. The intent of the assassins was to spark racial warfare, uh, to spark riots and protests on such an unprecedented scale that the army would step in. As we look back, it's astounding to reflect on the array of emotions and creative processes and insights we've shared. Each author brought with them a universe of thoughts, experiences and musings. Next up, I want to share a clip from Joe Watson, our Local TikTok star, the author of What Happens on Vacation. I think that this world is tough. I mean, I think anyone existing, I mean, rom-com kind of blossomed during COVID. And that's for yes. obvious reasons. People were in lockdown. Everyone's depressed. Crappy time. It really was. We were living under the most extreme circumstances ever. And there was definitely a rise of rom-com during that time. And I think that is just so obvious why. It's so obvious. We needed that escape. We needed lightness. We needed a laugh. Some of my favorite memories of being an author or my favorite achievements, I'd say, 
are during COVID when I had readers reach out and say, thank you so much. I've binge read your entire series. It really helped. You know, I laughed. I enjoyed it. So I think that, you know, that's what people need. And I think rom-com has been looked down on over the years. Every episode of PageCast is an opportunity for you to peek behind the curtains, to grasp the true essence of the books we hold close to our hearts. One interview that really got under our skin was a true crime classic about Daisy DeMelka in Ragtime Johannesburg, a city of murder, mayhem and gold. In this episode of PageCast, Nicole Engelbracht, true crime author and PageCaster, sat down with Ted Puerter to discuss this book, Daisy DeMelka, Hiding Amongst Killers in a City of Gold. She was very, very premeditated. I mean, she figured out how she was going to do things. I mean, with her husbands, she made sure that there was always a secondary cause of illness that she could fall back onto. She always called in a lot of doctors so that they would all come in with conflicting diagnoses. That happened in the court. I mean, they all were called in and they all came up with different reasons for why so-and-so had died. I also just want to take a moment to shout out to Nicole Engelbrecht, who is just incredible and doing such amazing work in the podcasting space. So go check her out as well after you've after you've listened to a PageCast episode or two. Next up, we're going to talk about the literary highlight of the year. Winnie Nelson, A Portrait of a Marriage by Johnny Steinberg. Earlier this year in May, we were all so lucky to be graced by the presence of Johnny Steinberg in the flesh. While in South Africa, he sat down with Sean Duvall, the News 24 books editor, and they had a captivating conversation about the marriage between Winnie and Nelson. As the years went by in prison, he grew more and more in love with Winnie. But he did so in a quite a disturbing way. He, he was in love in the way that a long-term prisoner is in love. You know, when you are locked away from your life, you lose track of very simple things like the arc of time. When you love somebody and you're not with them, you're not seeing them day by day, in a very profound sense, you lose a sense of who they are. Local authors dominated the book scene this year with an array of different stories coming to the fore. Jonathan Ball Publishers is privileged to represent brilliant local minds. In April this year, CEO of Jonathan Ball Publishers, Eugene Ashton, spoke with author and historian Charles van Onselen about his new book, Three Wise Monkeys. Three Wise Monkeys presents a startling new way of viewing the entangled, often hidden economic, political and social dynamics that informed the rise of 20th century South Africa, often at the expense of the neighbouring Mozambique. South Africa in particular is obviously Anglophone, it's industrial, it's urban and crucially it's Protestant. If you look at Mozambique, by contrast, Mozambique is Lucifone, it's commercial, it's rural and it's Catholic. If you stand back as a historian, and you say you're putting two states side by side, and the one is Catholic and the other is Protestant, this doesn't always work particularly well. While you listen to this roundup, we all know that the country is knees deep in the Rugby World Cup battle. And it wouldn't be a South African-based podcast if we didn't throw some sport into the mix. Nick Mallett, renowned coach and commentator, delved into the tournament's core questions. The book... Insights into the Rugby World Cup is a must-read for everyone, whether you're a sports fan or not. In this PageCast episode, Nick Mallett spoke with co-author Lloyd Bernard, also the sports editor of News24. It is absolutely the most difficult World Cup the box will ever have to win if they do do it, and it will be a Herculean effort. The question, Nick, is can they? Can the Springboks win this World Cup? And if not them, then who? Who will be their biggest threats at this tournament? We've got the coaching staff and we've got the players and we've got the depth to win this World Cup. 
uh, whether we've got the momentum and the goodwill of world rugby referees is a question I put out there. I think that's the difficulty. So there's no problem with the way we, we can beat any team in the world with a fair crack of the whip. We've just got to get a fair, fair refereeing performance. Well, Nicola, I think that sort of wraps it all together. To our listeners, whether you've been with us since day one or you've just discovered us, thank you so, so much. Your zest for stories, your enthusiasm for the literary world and your underlying curiosities have been the wind beneath our wings. As we look towards the next year and close this chapter, we look forward to another year filled with engaging interviews and enriching discussions. Remember, stories are the lifeblood of our civilization and every page turned is a new journey taken. Until next time, stay curious, keep reading and remember, PageCast is here to give you the story behind the story. Remember also to catch all PageCast episodes every Monday morning at 7am on all good podcasting platforms. Happy reading. Thank you so much, Jonathan Ball Publishing Team. To keep up with Jonathan Ball's latest book news, event updates, new releases, you can visit jonathanball.co.za. And as I always suggest with all the other publishers, you can follow them on every single social media you can think of. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok. Oh, wait, it's not Twitter anymore. It's X. You can follow them on X. You can follow them on X, Y, and Z. Jonathan Ball also have a podcast. It's called PageCast, and that's where they bring you the story behind the story. So this gives you a chance to delve deeper into their authors and the books they publish on a very granular level. It's a really wonderful podcast, and you can find it wherever you stream your podcasts. Next up, we're joined by the Pan Macmillan team. So we welcome Nkanyezi Shabalala, who is the head of communications at Pan Macmillan. And she's joined this week by a publicist at Pan Macmillan, Shakti Pile. And they're here along with a couple of their authors to tell us about what they've got coming up. Hello to all of you lovely FMR listeners. It is great to be back. I know I say that every time, but truly I mean it. This is one of the rare opportunities that we have to really indulge for 10 minutes and speak about what we love most, books, books and more books. You are absolutely in for a treat this month. I won't give any spoilers away, but there are some exciting books that my colleague Shakti, new to our team here at Pan Macmillan, is going to present. Before we jump into our list, I would love to say thank you to Paige, Nick and the team at FMR for this wonderful opportunity for Pan Macmillan South Africa to present some of the titles that we're absolutely delighted to be releasing this month. And we hope that you will love too. I think that books are always, there's always an occasion to give somebody a book, be it a birthday, festive season is around the corner, or just a wonderful gift that you'd like to give to a partner, a friend, a sibling. There's always an excuse to part with a good book. So we hope that you enjoy the lineup. As I mentioned, our newest colleague, Shakti Pile, who has just joined the team, is going to give you a rundown of what's coming this month. I would like to kick off like I always do with a book that I'm reading or released a month ago that we're still raving mad about in office, and that is Craig Higginson's The Ghost of Sam Webster. Now, some of you might have been lucky enough to catch Craig Higginson in person at the Open Book Festival in September discussing this wonderful new novel that he's written, which is at once a war novel, a murder mystery, a multi-layered love story, and a robust reassertion of what it is to remain human during the most challenging times. The Ghost of Sam Webster is his most haunting and ambitious novel to date, drawing together the epic history, historical sweep, excuse me, 
the state of the nation resonance and the dramatic psychological complexity of his prize-winning and celebrated novels, The Landscape Painter, The Dream House and The Book of Gifts. All night she's rolled around on the Buffalo River. The river turns her this way and that, warring at her like an unwanted thought. Try as it might, it can't unravel her. She is rippled and revolved, sucked in and spat out, perfectly paced with the mood of the water. She is half fish and half girl, and both halves are equally dead. This is how my novel, The Ghost of Sam Webster, begins. Writer Daniel Hawthorne is packing up his mother's house in Johannesburg when he hears about the disappearance of Sam Webster, the beautiful daughter of his friend, the famous historian Bruce Webster. When the body of Sam appears briefly on the banks of the flooded Buffalo River, Daniel decides to visit the Webster's luxury lodge in the heart of Zululand. Under the guise of researching a new novel about his disgraced ancestor, the lepidopterist Lieutenant Charles Hawthorne, who fought in the Battle of Isandlwana, Daniel starts to investigate the reasons for Sam's disappearance. The lines between loyalty and betrayal, love and hate, cowardice and courage, redemption and shame soon become blurred as Daniel gets closer to the truth. October marks the countdown to Christmas, and what better time to get ahead of the Christmas rush? But now, and with the gift that just keeps on giving, books. This month, Pan Macmillan has a whopping lineup of dynamic releases each standing strong in their own category. Here's a sneak peek into what's coming. Who better to be crowned the queen of crime thrillers than Angela McCorwa herself? Angela is back, or should we say Lucy Kambule is back, in the much-anticipated sequel to Red Ink in the Reed Dawn Stalker. Here's Angela with more. Hi, I'm Angela McCorwa, author of Red Ink, which actually happens to be my debut novel that I wrote 16 years ago. Many of you have been wondering what happens next because I left you with quite the cliffhanger. So, great news. The Rita Stalker is finally coming out. It will be published in October, this October. It will be available at all good bookstores and I can't wait for you to dig in. So what can we expect in the Rita Stalker? Chard remains in a prison pipe shaft along with a suicide note a confirmation that convicted serial killer Napoleon Dingaswayo is dead, and Lucy exhales with relief, trying to put her unease aside. A year on, Lucy is flying high in her life and career. Her book on Dingaswayo is a bestseller, and she is in demand for talks and interviews. But who is the person stalking her on Facebook? And what should be made of the gruesome copycat murders of two young women at the Reed Dance in the neighboring kingdom of Swaziland? Is this the work of an ex-convict on a deadly mission, or are there other dangers lurking? When events in Durban take an unexpected and terrifying turn, Lucy finds herself completely alone and in the fight of her life. When you hear the title, The Good, The Bad and The Ugly, you may immediately be transported into the highly acclaimed Old Western with Clint Eastwood, a movie of wits, outlaw and unassumable alliance. Unlike the movie, Ray Hartley, Greg Mills, and Mills Soko's The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly lasso the South African polycrisis and unfold scenarios for South Africa's uncertain future, touching on the energy collapse, a failing rail network, weak education outcomes, an interrupted water supply, and the effects of decades of endemic corruption that have brought much of government to a halt. But the country also has incredible assets, 
a wealth of sought-after minerals, an enviable constitution that protects rights and advocates for social inclusion, an advanced financial and services sector, thriving agricultural and auto industries that compete with the best in the world, a prosecution service that is rapidly rebuilding, and most of all, strong world people determined to make life better through hard work, entrepreneurship, and hustling. The choice is stark. We either build on the positives and take the country forward, or we will be overwhelmed by the negatives and end up as another Zimbabwe or Venezuela. We have the people, the policies, and the resources. What is missing is the political will to make the difficult choices that will save South Africa from disaster. This book takes you on a journey that ends with one of three possible future scenarios, the good, the bad, or the ugly. Compiled by the Brent Hurst Foundation and In Transformation Initiative and workshopped with high-powered leaders in business and politics, the scenarios have simulated intense public interest as the country grapples with its mounting problems. The good news is that there is a clear road towards a positive future. It will take courageous leadership and smart thinking to get there. But the good scenario is tantalizingly within grasp. From the international best-selling author of The Tattooist of Auschwitz, Silke's Journey, and Three Sisters, Heather Morris delivers a phenomenal new novel based on a true story, Sisters Under the Rising Sun. In 1942, Singapore is falling to the Japanese army. English musician Nora Chambers places her eight-year-old daughter Sally on a ship leaving Singapore, desperate to keep her safe. As the island burns, Australian nurse Nesta James joins the terrified cargo of people, including the heartbroken Nora. After only two days at sea, the ship is bombarded and sunk. Nesta and Nora reach the beaches of Indonesia, only to be captured and held in one of the notorious Japanese prisoner of war camps, places of starvation and brutality. But even here, joy can be found in music, where Nora's voice orchestra transports the internees from squalor into light. The friendships they build with the dozens of other women in the camps will give them the hope, strength, and camaraderie they need in order to stay alive. Sisters Under the Rising Sun tells the story of Women in War, a novel of sisterhood, bravery, and resilience in the darkest of circumstances. So solve the hair-raising case in the Reed Dance and join Angela McCulwa for her exciting book launch at Rosebank on the 19th of October. Don't forget to RSVP to book your spot at events at exclusivebooks.co.za. Gain clarity about South Africa's poly crisis with Ray Hartley, Greg Mills, and Mulsoko at their upcoming events in October and November. Dates will be confirmed on Pan Macmillan's social media, so keep an eye out for those. And lastly, find hope in Heather Morris's Ode to Friendship in her breathtaking new novel, Sisters Under the Rising Sun, now available at a bookstore near you. A huge thank you to the Pan Macmillan team who really publish a wide range of local and international fiction and non-fiction for all kinds of readers. And you can find out more about that on their social media. Darling, it's
That was Darling, It's Wonderful by Virginia Lee. And you know what else is wonderful? Well, other than books, of course. This fact is also wonderful. The fact is, if you missed any titles of today's show, or if something sounded interesting to you, but you didn't remember what it's called or catch who the author was, this show appears as a podcast on our website, fmr.co.za. You could, of course, also download the FMR app, and you can listen to this podcast of today's show at your leisure. See, I told you it was wonderful. Lastly, but never leastly, up next on the show, we welcome Batya Bricker. Batya is the general manager of books and brands at Exclusive Books, and I happen to think that Batya has a dream job. Well, actually, I think we all have dream jobs. After all, we get to see what's being published, and we get to take our pick of the best of the best, and all those books that appeal to us, and then we get to come here and do one of the things that book lovers love to do most, besides reading, and that's telling other book lovers like you about all the wonderful books we've been reading. So, welcome to the show, Batya. I can't wait to hear what you've been reading. Hello, I'm Batya Bricker, the GM of Books and Brand for Exclusive Books. Be the change you wish to see in the world. Mahatma Gandhi's famous quote reminds us of our unique human agency in creating the kind of world we want. The power of the pen has always been a tool to instigate change in the biggest and smallest of ways. Whether it's a story, a project, a movement or concept, Exclusive Books Recommends for October celebrates how books can change the world one page at a time. To start with fiction, a fiction highlight that questions our humanity and the kinds of humans we wish to be is The Seventh Son by Sebastian Falks. When a young woman named Talisa answers an advert to carry a child for another woman, she cannot begin to imagine the consequences. Behind the doors of the Pan Institute, a billionaire entrepreneur plans to stretch the boundaries of ethics as never before. Through a series of IVF treatments, one they hope no one discovers, they set in motion an experiment that is set to upend the human race as we know it. The baby is born, and Seth is delivered to hopeful parents Mary and Alaric. But when his differences start to mark him out from his peers, he begins to attract unwanted attention. Who Seth really is, how he differs from the rest of us, what his consciousness consists of, and how he wrestles with the loneliness of being cognitively unique are the questions at the core of this book. The Seventh Son is a spectacular examination of what it is to be human. Sweeping between New York, London, and the Scottish Highlands, this is an extraordinary novel about unrequited love and unearned power. It asks the question that just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. Sipping Dom Perignon through a straw. In this memoir, nominated as Apple's best book of August 2023, Eddie Ndopu writes about being profoundly disabled and profoundly successful. Global humanitarian Ndopu was born with spinal muscular atrophy, a a rare degenerative motor neuron disease affecting his mobility. He was told that he wouldn't live beyond age five, and yet Ndopu thrived. Raised in Cape Town, he grew up loving pop music, lip-syncing the latest hits, and watching The Bold and the Beautiful for the haute couture. He was the only wheelchair user at his school, but he flourished academically, and by his late teens, he had become a sought-after speaker, travelling the world to address audiences about disability. 
justice and injustice. Ndapu was ecstatic when he was later accepted on a full scholarship into one of the world's most prestigious schools, Oxford University. But he soon learned that it's not just the medical community he had to thwart. It was the educational one too. In sipping Dom Perignon through a straw, we follow Ndopu sporting his oversized, bejeweled sunglasses as he scales the mountain of success, only to find exclusion, discrimination and neglect waiting for him on the other side. Like every other student, Ndopu tries to keep up appearances, dashing to and from his public policy lectures before meeting for cocktails with his squad, all while campaigning to become student body president. Privately, however, Ndapu faces obstacles that are all too familiar with people for people with disabilities, yet remain unnoticed by most others. With the revolving door of care aids, hefty bills, and a lack of support from the university, Ndapu feels alienated by his environment as he soars professionally, sipping champagne with world leaders, yes, but he continues to feel the loneliness and pressure of being the only one in the room. Determined to carve out his place in the world, he must challenge bias at the highest echelons of power and prestige. But as this pressure mounts, Ndapu must find his stride or collapse under the crushing weight of ableism. Written with his one good finger, this evocative, searing and vulnerable prose will leave you spellbound by Ndopu's remarkable journey, reminding us of our own capacity for resilience. And two quickies, Status and Storms, Leading a University Through Change, is Max Price's gripping insider account of his tenure tenure as Vice-Chancellor of the University of Cape Town during a transformative period in South African higher education. With a focus on leadership, the book also explores enduring themes in academia, including academic and artistic freedom, the limits of protest rights, institutional racism, culture and inclusiveness, and the funding of higher education. Part memoir, part insider view of history and part leadership guide, Price highlights the importance of values in an increasingly polarized world. In 67 Blankets for Nelson Mandela Day, the Knitting and Crochet Revolution, we celebrate a decade of phenomenal growth of this international non-profit organization and a 10-year project. The book shows how the simple gift of a handmade blanket has had a profound effect on the lives of many. We learn of the experiences of those who made the blankets, those who received them, and the story of Nelson Mandela as the inspiration for it all. A beautiful coffee table book that's testament to how an individual can impact lives one stitch at a time. And here's a fun one. Milk Tart Murders by Sally Andrews. You will know Tani Maria from Recipes for Love and Murder, both on the screen and from the book. And now the Milk Tart Murders has just won the South African Book Awards for 2023. The South African Book Awards are one of the most entertaining of awards because winners are chosen by booksellers based on the books that they have simply loved to sell over the last year. More than her crime-busting skills, Tani Maria is a quirky Karoo character who believes that you can change the world with the perfect recipe. 
think cozy murder mystery peppered with comfort food, nostalgia and emotional eating. The solution to almost every problem, it seems, is something lip smacking. Who knew a Marilyn Monroe movie could kill you when Oom Frick of Oom Frick's Fantastiques dies during a vintage movie screening in Ladysmith? Tani Maria and her policeman boyfriend Hank hit the scene for some answers. As the fourth Tani Maria murder mystery, author Sally Andrews tells us that she thinks this rollicking ride through the Karoo with colourful characters and scrumptious recipes is just what we need. More than ever, we need to escape, she says, not away from life, but into the positive possibilities, the best of ourselves as humans. And thinking of food, it's estimated that we spend over six years of our lives, yes, eating. So imagine what that stat looks like for cooking and preparing food. You can turn your nose up and you may not admit it in public, but who isn't cooking with an air fryer these days? The small countertop convention oven that cooks food quickly and efficiently has changed the way we approach cooking, even in the fanciest of homes. And I can guarantee you that if there are teenagers or young cooks in your household, you can be sure your air fryer is well utilized. In the South African Air Fryer Cookbook, another contender for the South African Book Awards, Louisa Holst focuses on all things local, with favorites such as malva pudding, bubuati, apricot snook with sweet potato, milk tart, and burrovos with chakalaka, all prepared in the air fryer. You're sure to find your most cherished South African dishes in this fabulous collection of recipes. So whether it's medical ethics, activism, change leadership, creative projects, or recipes, all these books illustrate how stories can be transformative, wide-ranging, and profound. Find these and other life-changing, world-changing books on October's Exclusive Books Recommend selection in full display in front of all our physical stores and online at exclusivebooks.co.za. Huge, wonderful thanks to you, Batya Bricker, General Manager of Books and Brands at Exclusive Books. You always whip my appetite and make me add at least one or two new books to my heaving to-read pile. Because if the book you seek does truly exist, you will find it at Exclusive Books or online at exclusivebooks.co.za. And that brings us to the last chapter and the end of our show today. From me, your host, Paige Nick, I always really have to thank Mzuma Keta for building our show and selecting our music for the show, or should I say our wonderful music for the show. Also, I have to thank all our publishers. That's Jonathan Ball, Penguin Random House, Pan Macmillan, as well as our favorite bookseller, Exclusive Books, for joining us and taking the time to tell us what they're doing right now. Of course, we'll be back with our regular book choice show, packed with reviews and interviews in about two weeks. Until then, happy reading. We're playing out with a final wonderful track, which is They Say That Falling in Love is Wonderful, played by pianist Freddie Carley. Happy reading.
If 